0: From athletes to celebrities to, well, just about anybody, he interviews them all. This is the Quinmar Podcast. I'm from the great white north, right? Like up above the states? Yeah. The big landmass that the rest of the world hates? Yeah. We're like above that. Fucking north, I guess. The big patch of trees where everybody's bored to death. We're just chilling up here, sipping syrup, playing hockey. Before we learn to walk, we can cross-check properly. Just rocking plaid jackets, chainsaws, we operate yeah, them fucking right. Fucking A-right we do, bud. We cut our weight
1: in firewood That's every not. 20 minutes
0: or so. Smoke gray! If the Leafs make the playoffs, I'll fucking jump in the lake.
1: All right, and welcome to the Quinmar podcast. As always, I'm your host with the fucking most Quinmar. On to, on today's episode, we got a we got a real interesting guest. I'm really excited. Uh, we got Brendan Richmond, aka B Rich. You might know him from Out for a Rip, and in the last year or so, Out for a Sip. What's going on, B Rich? Not too much, man. The host with the fucking most. I like it. <laughs> um, just kind of get into it, um, start it off. You are a rapper and you're from Kingston. So, like, becoming a rapper in a place like Kingston, how does that kind of come about?
0: Um, I guess it started even, like, before that. I grew up in a small town outside of Kingston, which is even smaller than Kingston. It's probably, like, a 1,000 people or something real backwoods. Mm-hmm. Um. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, I just got into rap, like, me and, uh, me and a buddy in, like, grade three, I think, got into rap. We had, like, rap tracks, too, which had, like, had some LL Cool J on it, and uh, I'm trying to remember what else was on it. Anyway, we got into some, like, LL Cool J and Beastie Boys and Public Enemy, like, all through elementary school, and
1: just kind of, like, by the time we got old enough to, to do it, we were doing it. mm mm-hmm. Um, so in twenty thirteen uh I was actually in high school when this came out out for a rip was uh was released and it i would say it rose like pretty quick um I know I'm stating the obvious, but like coming up with the idea of the song and like the kind of and the popularity it took like what what was that like?
0: It was awesome man it was um it was, it was real cool like at that point when that came out, i think I'd been making music for like 17 years or something. Wow. (laughs) Um, So, and that was like, that track was like something I always wanted to do, but it it was kind of a joke at the time, but like, it was like a novelty track and then we put it out and it it literally like overnight did the like, viral video thing and it was incredible. It was great. It was like, shocking and exciting
1: and all kinds of cool shit. Mm -hmm. So it's like you and your buddies were just kind of bumming around and had the idea in your mind for like a, a few years or whatever, and then you're like, "Finally, fuck, I'll do it." Well, that, the the track actually started. I'm in a group called Shark Tank with um, a couple of my homies from down in the states,
0: in Pittsburgh and Baltimore, and I'm um, on other projects, I guess. But uh, those guys, whenever I go down there to hang out and record, we would like we would always like put on our local sense like kind of comparing the local slangs between our three cities and uh it was one of those guys that was like man you gotta like you gotta come with a whole track in the in the friggin buddy voice mm-hmm. i was like yeah yeah that's, that's, yeah so i'll, I'll give it give it a crack and um the song itself is like it came up so like i wrote it in like 20 minutes wow. no joke jesus now it was just, there's there's just one of those things that kind of like came out all at once and it's just it, it was the way it was supposed to
1: be yeah so like you guys are like the the, the guys you're portraying are like real canadian guys do, do you hang out with people that actually like act like that and talk like that oh absolutely oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. and like you know it's funny because i
0: i grew up in a very small town very rural area and even though i necessarily maybe didn't live that lifestyle to a T. I was, I was immersed in it, like I was around all my best buds, like that. I've, I've got a lot of elements of that in it myself, but obviously it's like a it's it's an exaggeration of the Canadian character, but it's uh, it's not not that far from the
1: truth and, for sure,
0: and not that far from like most of the dudes I hang out with now, like we're all <laughs> freaking
1: buddies. Yeah, yeah. Like I I went to high school in like a small town, and like a lot of the big majority of people were just like uh, your character in the uh, in the song.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I think that was part of why why it did so well. It was. Um, it had an element of like something that, that I, and I've learned that a lot. So I've toured it down across the country with the song now, and that's one of the most common things I've run into in, in every province in Canada. Is like everybody's like, "Oh man, it's just like my buddies." They're like, you know, I know somebody just like that, or I am just like that. So, I think because people related to it, that's that's a lot a lot of why it, uh, why it did so well
1: yeah for sure. Um, now, I'm gonna assume that you had no, like you were like blown away when you saw how like popular it got. like how different has your life been since Out For a rip uh, was a thing?
0: I would say one hundred percent different. It's, yeah. uh, it it really like changed the entire trajectory of my my hustle. I mean, I, I would, if that hadn't happened, I'm sure I would still be doing music. You know, and, and hustling and, and touring and stuff. But um, what it did was it just opened a lot of really, really awesome opportunities up for me. Like I was when the video first came out, I I worked for myself. I'm a contractor, so I I like side, sidelined my business for like, I think almost like three years and just straight up toured and and made my living from 100 percent from music, mm-hmm. which was um, you know it sounds corny, but it, it was literally like living the dream. Like oh no, thing for sure. Had, wanted to do since i was like nine years old or something so um yeah it it changed everything for sure and Mm -hmm. i'm still like you know i did a couple of years of full-time touring and then i've I've now scaled it back i'm like 50 50 and regular work and then the the entertainment world on the other side so
1: yeah um we're just actually sorry go ahead
0: oh yeah i was just gonna say we're just actually kind of like gearing up for another another round Video coming out, and we're gonna be hitting the road in the summer and stuff. So it's, it's exciting to have the two worlds, right? Like the yeah. nine to five job, and then all of a sudden you can like fire up the, the friggin' buddy machines.
1: <laughs> well, that's perfect here. Like, pr- um, prep your, like, I mean, um, promo your stuff, like wh- where exactly are you guys gonna be going. Uh, if you can give any like hints about the song, like just plug it.
0: On a, on a track um, so we're gonna do a, record that do a video for that and then in the next couple months we're recording um, it's a song that I've had around for, for quite a while and it's kind of in the same
1: style of like out for a rip and oh fuck yeah but it's called Goddamn Jeans <laughs> By Vancouver Island now since this like quote-unquote fame has happened do you, do you feel like like the, the creative juices are flowing have been flowing so much more like a lot better since does that does that like put it like help it out
0: yeah, that's a that's a good question that's an interesting question I mean in some ways yeah in some ways like the opposite I guess I've never I've never been like a really prolific writer when it comes to, actually don't even really enjoy the like writing music part of it that much
1: mm-hmm. um, you need a ghost writer.
0: you know some people
1: yeah <laughs>
0: I got it. it it'll just take me a while <laughs> um, yeah it's funny like it's some people are, you know just crank out songs like almost every day there's constantly writing and myself I can't force it I just kind of I've learned that I have to wait and it just comes out when it's going to come out mm-hmm. um, but I mean the creative tip, like it has really helped in the sense that, like, being given the like a bit more freedom and time to actually focus on music, and when you're like doing it more steadily when you're touring everything, it's a lot more conducive to like you know spitballing with the with the boys and like coming up with ideas, and you know getting offered neat opportunities to, to write songs for other things, and so yeah, it, it opens a lot of doors for for being more
1: creative, which is real cool. Yeah, and you you uh, kind of you speak you spoke on um, it opens more doors for different opportunities. One thing I did want to like mention and chat about was um, you now have two songs with uh, TSN in the last few years, and I I know it yeah. James Duthie, I'm gonna assume contacted you and started it to begin with, right?
0: Yeah,
1: the first the first one. Um, that TSN Out for Repetition.
0: Yeah, yeah, that one. That was. Um... By the name of Dave Crickst, and he's a producer for Bar Down, which is like TSN's uh, like offshoot blog mm-hmm. sort of website. Um, he kind of reached out out of the blue and was like, "Hey man, you want to do something with your song at TSN?" And I was like, "Yeah, fucking right." And I thought it was just going to be like a you know little interview or a little gag thing, and, and I went in for a meeting, and they were like, "Yeah, we want to like can you write a whole song about all the guys on TSN? We'll do a video." And it went really well; like, I a lot of fun dude there, like it was just a it was a blast working with them. And then um yeah, the most recent one. I think this one was more uh Duffy focused. Like he was kinda like, I wanna poke fun at our, our NHL Trade Center mm-hmm. operation. I think he was he was definitely more of the driving force, which means
1: Yeah, in the um, last year or so, uh, I've actually got like, um, I've started like to talk with uh, Duffy and like kind of get to know him a little bit, like texting back and forth, and like I listen to his podcast too, and like the creative stuff that comes out of this guy's mind is insane, like a a lot of like the gags that they've been coming out with on TSN last few years are like mainly from, like come from Duffy, and like it's insane how creative he is of a guy.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, he is just just. uh He's a lot more than just a sports anchor, that's for sure. Yeah. And getting to know him through doing the videos. It's like like he was man, he was working his ass off when we we're doing these videos. Like we're we're riding a like a floor cleaning Zamboni around and doing donuts and and dancing and, you know, sweating our balls off and then he like checks his watch. He's like, Oh shit, I gotta I'm on in like thirty seconds and he sprints across the studio and he's like all of a sudden doing the, you know, second period recap with the boys. So he's, he was uh
1: Yeah, it was awesome to kind of give you a sequel or like a comeback on TSN in in, uh, February. Um, Kind of going um, from about, I think, eight months ago, you came out with a song called Out For A Sip. Can you kind of explain the uh, backstory about that? I know it has to do with um, Coca-Cola.
0: Yeah, that was um, a song. There's there's only so much I'm allowed to speak about it. currently, but uh, yeah, it was-
1: okay what was making a song like i don't know if you can answer this but like was making a song to get their attention your first idea or like did you kind of try to contact them beforehand no that was definitely the first idea okay. it was kind of like it's kind of like seemed like the only logical way to do it even though there's probably a lot more lo- actually logical way to do it it was like yeah that's, that's what we got to do mm-hmm. and um like like i said again like i know you can't really get into it that much but um uh you i think originally or like in the song like or somewhere in there you just asked them i read an article you just kind of asked them like to get rid of that stuff you weren't asking for like money or stuff correct
0: yeah there's some stuff in the in the video like we we kind of made light of it in the video
1: with the coca-cola of, uh, bottles like uh, on your front line
0: <clears throat> yeah it's a bunch of ridiculous demands try to try to make a, a fun thing out of it
1: but like you, but like in real life, you were just kind of asking them to stop, or like re, like were those actually kind of like real demands?
0: Well, they could have gone either way.
1: That's true. Yeah, I, I guess if they said if they said yes to all that stuff, you would be uh, you guys would have a deal.
0: Yeah, man, I would. Uh, you know, wouldn't have been able
1: to say no. <laughs> <laughs> but but like so, so since then, you, you there still are um, ongoing legal battles then? discussions. Yeah, it's
0: just like it right now, it's in a it's in a spot where unfortunately just, just can't really address
1: it <laughs> yeah that's all right um yeah no, know i don't want to get you in trouble but um so like, you yeah. kind of mentioned like doing concerts and stuff like what was that like like performing um these like these songs for the first time for people and like do you like still get nervous did you get nervous before is like you do it and you feel okay no i've
0: never really um uh... I've never really done the getting nervous thing, like I, like I said, I've been at it for a while, and I've like I've done a ton of touring um, around the U.S. and everything long before "Alpha Rip" came out. Like, just kind of the, I don't know we kind of call it like the hardwood floor tour. It's like essentially touring around and making no money and sleeping on floors. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, after the video came out and like and taking that song, like having this song that all of a sudden people know your shit when when are come to your shows. More importantly, um, that was like that really was like fall into like the living the living the dream kind of thing. Like, yeah. I think the first <clears throat> the first tour that we did after Out for a Rip was like a couple months after the video came out, and I did a couple weeks out West, and it was like it's very surreal. Like it was like all these towns oh. I'd never been to, bars i have never played at before, and literally there's like hundreds of kids lined up and people like. like one of the things that you're like thankful for every minute of when when you're in those moments you're like holy shit look at this like fucking living the dream here
1: <laughs> now what's your uh what's your favorite place to have been to so far on all your touring the last couple of years
0: Like like anything
1: like let's let's say like you can get specific like favorite bar specifically or like favorite town like where you have the best time or like they seem like the best kind of people in that town that kind of thing.
0: I would say like I'd say hands down, um, and this is funny because I was kind of surprised by this the first time. I'd never been to Calgary before before these tours, <clears throat> and since since the year I think I've you know gone gone out west about six or seven times now. Wow. And, and stopped in Calgary every, almost every time. And it's like, it's funny. I, I'd just never been there before, and I, I, it was never really on my radar. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, a bunch of cowboys out there or whatever doing Calgary Stampede, and and completely, like, couldn't have been more wrong. It's like, to me, it's like one of the most vibrant cities in, in Canada. It's a beautiful, beautiful, um, usually laid-out city. It's just a really nice place to spend time in many rad people so many rad bars like the their support for live music out there is like unparalleled anywhere else in in the country really like it's um it's a whole other world to me at least and there's a spot that i it's kind of like my go-to there called broken city and that's that's definitely like one of those by the first time i walked in i was like yep feels like home (laughs)
1: that's awesome um. So since you made the song, there was a lyric in there that um, it's it's not quite the same. It, it doesn't happen anymore. uh if the Leafs make the playoffs, I'll fucking jump in the lake. How crazy and how different uh, a couple years does to a hockey team, huh?
0: Oh man, it's like it's so exciting. I'm like, <laughs> it's, you, know, you know, you don't know, you don't know what's gonna happen in the playoffs, but just the fact that they're like playing solid hockey and they're like a force to be reckoned with it's, it's been a really exciting couple of years
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um, I uh, it's funny because like last year I was uh, when they made the playoffs I was I was out of the country I was on vacation right around when they made the playoffs I started getting like just like slammed with messages on like every social media platform of like people from across the country being like oh fucking buddy's got to jump in the lake now mm-hmm. like oh fucking Lee's
1: made the playoffs <laughs> That's awesome. Wow, that's amazing! That would be so sick.
0: Yeah, I figured that would like that would be the style the way to do it, but I just haven't haven't been able to put it all together
1: yet. Yeah, <laughs> like, how, how do you come to the table with that kind of idea to TSN? You guys provide the helicopter, the leaf skier, and I'll just be the guy jumping.
0: Pretty much, like that's, that's probably how I would lay it out. I should have, <laughs> like, again, it's like well, I don't know. Life life moves pretty quick. It's hard to stay on top of everything, but I should really should have been.
1: well if we're uh if we're lucky you'll have a a few more years to be able to do it in the in, uh, next decade or so
0: yeah absolutely
1: <laughs> um now um i am gonna let you go because i know you do have a busy evening coming up so is there anything else you do want to plug before i uh i let you loose no
0: man that's been great like um yeah stoked to shout out the tour coming up and um yeah just uh Keep your eyes out. We're kind of like, like I said, firing the friggin' body machine back up again for the summer. So we'll be all over, uh, all over the Great White North, doing, uh, doing crazy shit and getting weird. So just keep your eyes open for, uh, for a poster somewhere and come to a show.
1: Perfect, man. Now, um, if, if I was, the, if I was to put your song in this, uh, in this podcast at the end of it, would I be getting a song towards me too? Oh fuck no, bro. <laughs> all right, perfect. That's a good plan.
0: Yeah, put it, put it in there, man. Put
1: awesome. There. Well, I do appreciate it. Be rich, and I uh, hope you have a good one. It's been awesome chatting with you, man. Fucking right,
0: man. Thank you. Just still for are you fuck yeah. Just still for it. Just still fur ripping a fuck rip yeah. Just still for
1: it. Yeah. Just still fur Yeah.